You tuned in to Relationship Factor, where we have authentic conversations about sex and relationships, moving you from problem to solution, from functional to exceptional relationships. I'm your host, Kingsley Moyo, a relationship and sex therapist. Hey, welcome to another episode of Relationship Factor. We are keeping it going. Um, as always, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, why don't you just go ahead and follow, share the episode. We appreciate those who are listening, people listening as far as India, South Africa, Kenya, France, uh, Croatia, Ireland. Um, yeah, we appreciate you representing the Relationship Factor Global Tribe. And if you have not followed us, you can find us at Life Collective Counseling. That's the handle. Uh, Y'all know that I just started my uh, private practice where I do uh, relationship and sex therapy. So just go find me there. As always, I drop some nuggets on how to have healthy sex lives and healthy relationships so this episode today i i i don't have any guests i'm your guest so i I just want to talk about something that i have come across quite a lot and and i think it causes more problems than it does good it's the thing about compromise um you've all heard the adage saying compromise is key or marriage or relationships are all about compromise yeah, I, 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 there's a problem with that because, because sometimes we tend to not do compromise well or if at all, compromise in my own books is a bad thing. Compromise is really the idea that couples need to make concessions when they, um, when they're disagreeing on a topic, uh, just for the sake of the relationship. If you don't compromise, you're going to lose a relationship. If you don't compromise, the relationship is going to suffer. But there's a neglect to pay attention to what it really you are compromising it. This formula is really more about, I think this formula is really more harmful than it is about a healthy relationship. And, and, and here's why. When you really think about compromise, nobody wins. Both partners lose. You have, you have, you have these ideals and goals for your life when you're getting into this relationship. You just want to make sure that make sure that you achieve these goals, and you're looking for a partner who's going to support you in these goals. And the relationship isn't about squashing or quashing your dreams in favor of your partners. When one of you caves in a compromise, seeds of resentment can be planted. To put it plainly, I think compromise is a lazy way of solving relationship problems. You, you just got to have to learn how to do the work because when you compromise. It's more like, you know what, I don't really want to get at this thing. So I'm just going to go ahead and compromise. Yeah, there's the reality that research tells us that 69% of conflict will not be resolved in a relationship. Yeah, that number is quite high. And so the default for people is to say, hey, you know what, since we can't resolve all this conflict, then we might as well just compromise. Hold on a moment. Before you go to compromise, I think there's one thing that we need to take a look at is we have to change the way we look or think about a problem. 
because we compromise on problems, we compromise on challenges, we compromise on things that we think can't be fixed or handled. Think of it this way. Problems have layers. In the same way, arguments are never about what they seem to be about. Imagine a couple arguing about social events and family expectations. One person is saying, hey, we got to go to this place. We have to go and attend these social events and all these other stuff. And the other person says, no, I'm not really down for it. I'm not really feeling it. Or maybe it's a family event or as a family, there's certain expectations that you can deliver on and you just seem not to agree. It's easy to think that this couple is, 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 is arguing about a social event and family expectations. And yet really at the core of it, they're arguing about the values that they have behind social events, the values they have behind family. Maybe one person grew up in a family where, um, where family was everything. If you don't attend family events, you feel like you've lost everything that you have. And for the other person, it's like, hey, you do you and I do me. We meet when we meet and things just happen as they do. And so for them, it's like, it's a misnomer. It's just like, it's, it's not important. So the compromise in this couple, you may think that is on social events, but it's really on the values. And because it's on the values, you just agree to compromise and say, okay, we'll go to this event. And okay, we'll go for those uh, family events. You miss the opportunity of discussing the value behind not wanting to go. Maybe for somebody else, the value is really, it's expensive. It's the money. It's the money that we can't afford. And for them, money means safety. So if we go ahead and spend this money on this social event, my safety is being threatened. My safety is being compromised. And for the other person, the social event is actually a currency that they use to boost and to build up their, their life, their self-worth, and really who they are. And so right there, the couple is really arguing about two different things and they missed the opportunity to talk about the values. And one of the other things is that compromise um, doesn't address the significance of the issue. As a couple, if you just learn how to compromise, just let it go, just let it go, just let it go for the sake of the relationship. You miss the significance of the issue by not going deeper in discussion about it. And, and as I said, it's the lazy way out. For someone who, um, who, who just wants to go to these social events or who desires to go to the social events may have been raised by a depressed parent um, and the parent just wasn't out to take him out. So for them, this is claiming their power back. This is for them, it's, it's owning their power and their, it's victory for them. And it's a way of escaping that, that place where they grew up in. So when somebody is saying, no, we can go or I can go, they are taken back to their childhood traumas. They are taken back to where they don't want to go. And they vowed actually they're going to overcome this. And now as an adult, um, they've chosen, they've chosen the path whereby I'm going to overcome. I'm not going to go back to where my mom was or my dad was or my family was. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go. And maybe when they were growing up as a child, they were always told, no, you can't, no, you can't, no, you can't, no, you can't. Now they're an adult. They're thinking differently. It's taking their power back. And, and, and really, here's a big one. One of the really big reasons why I don't like uh, one of the big reasons why I don't really like uh, compromise is that compromise causes drift. 
and drift is 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 big in relationships and sometimes when drift is happening in relationships couples are not even arguing so drift is when couples simply don't don't feel connected to one another any longer they they may even begin to see and speak to one another less and less frequently they do things less together things just become mechanical they they are not arguing they're living under the same roof it's transactional did you buy this did you go pick up this and they go to bed and the relationship just goes on and so you'll notice that because you're compromising a lot you compromise on one thing that's a layer you compromise on the next thing that's another layer you compromise on another thing that's another layer and each time when you compromise you're taking a step apart from each other apart from each other and that's why sometimes you end up hearing couples say you know what we fell out of love it's because this drift happens slowly this fast drift that actually happens because of a major uh, betrayal it could be a financial betrayal emotional betrayal an affair or a neglecting partner who's always gone all the time uh, for extended amount of periods and so they compromise just say hey, you know what that's their work and that's what they do and there's the slow drift that you don't really see that's the layers and layers one where the couples just gets to a point whereby they feel like you know what we don't see eye to eye we just we just don't get along and we begin to realize the couple has less intimacy um when your partner is missing intimacy you'll notice it and over time your partner may simply stop cuddling at night holding hands being intimate or showing any signs of affection that's drift that's showing up in the relationship and the other one that's significant with drift is that there is no emotional connection um you'll notice that couples are no longer sharing the innermost or important things such as feelings and moods uh they're just aloof you come home it's transactional have dinner watch tv stay on the phone and it's this just what it is and additionally you'll realize you no longer have anything to talk about at all it's just a little bit awkward as a couple that's drift that's happening that's happening in your relationship and and here's here's the other one um you begin to leave and do separate social lives when one person is going to have fun the other person is staying at home you're never really having fun together um you're not including each other on your social lives um your friends um begin to be separate you have your own friends they have their own friends not to say that that's wrong to have your own se- uh, separate friends not to say it's wrong to have separate social lives because you are a complete entity and a person in a relationship but there's sometimes when you do things together and when you realize that you don't do things together that drift that's creeping in you don't really want to open up about things that are really important to you you find yourself confiding in people outside the relationship and that is easily led by compromise compromises just start creeping into the relationship slowly slowly and as i said sometimes you don't see it you don't even fight you don't even have conflict you're just drifting and drifting cuz compromise is a layered thing layer after layer after layer and before you realize that the layer is too thick it's in between the two of you it's now a wall and now to bounce back is like ah oh, it's too much energy and you begin to do things uh, on the side and honestly now it gets compromised and 
the openness gets compromised. And all of that speak to the emotional intimacy that a couple can 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 have. And it's just it's just you just drift and drift and drift. But it's not the end. Um, there's some things that you can actually do to reset drift. Some things you can actually do to reset. And and before you reset this, you gotta diagnose um the issue before the compromise, because compromise is not always good. Um there, there, there are levels of issues that you can actually deal with. Compromise means that one person wins and the other doesn't win, or the other person is giving in to the other person. So the one way is a couple of ways that you can actually deal with compromise is uh, you might want to ask the question, what exactly is the need? Um, what, what, what is the value this problem is tapping into? If you're asking yourself the question, what is the position why are they taking this position on this particular issue? What do they need? And sometimes it may not necessarily even be going to that social event or it may not even go in and buying that particular thing. It means that thing is meeting a particular need. So if you are able to identify what that need is and attend to that need, you are actually growing closer. It's not a compromise. That's intimacy right there. And you may want to ask the question, really, how can we get to that need? Is the need really a social life or is the need really a trauma that happened in the past? So we got to deal with the trauma that happened in the past. Now, without attending to the need, compromise will always cause you couples to drift apart. And you got to really prime in. Is there anything else? Perhaps a challenge in the past? Um that's adding a negative energy to how you feel about a particular position. Um, and sometimes you just got to go find a therapist. Um, some things are just, you, you get to a deadlock. And no matter how you talk about the thing, you're just failing to see each other's perspective. So just go see a therapist or find somebody who can be a mediator, somebody who can come in between and help you guys navigate and negotiate that thing and so you can identify each other's need and attend to that and actually draw you closer so some of the things that you can actually do to um uh, to reset a relationship that has had a lot of compromise and a relationship that has been drifting apart you got to talk about those suppressed emotions you got to talk about that shame you got to talk about the resentment you got to talk about that guilt you got to talk about that anger um, um, you got to talk about some of those things. Do you talk with your partner and express just how you feel about what they're saying? Are you expressing that, you know what, this is making me uncomfortable when you're talking about this. When you did that the last time when we wanted to go for this particular holiday and I didn't want to go, I compromised. It hurt me. So you want to be able to uh, compromise. And each time when you're talking about this thing, uh, this you may start off the conversation by not seeking a solution, but seeking for each person to be heard. So that's where you got to begin. Talk about those suppressed emotions. And the other thing is you got to start touching again. Do touch as often as you can. It could be a, 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 a back rub. Um, it could be just grabbing the bummy. Uh, why did I call it the bummy? I don't know where that comes from. Um, it could be just grabbing a bum. Uh, it could be just kissing on the cheek. It could be just giving hugs. Um, human beings are wired to connect and touch is a big part of that. So yeah, you just have to start touching. Um, 
hands, uh, even as you're passing each other, caress the hand, um, um, give each other a massage, just start gently. As you touch more often, it, uh, it, it, cust- it tells the body that, hey, um, there is somebody who is there for you. The touch creates a longing for connection again. And as you're doing that, you have to be intentional about spending more time together, not spending more time uh, on the phones or spending more time watching TV. Actually, when you watch TV, people talk about, hey, we'll spend some quality time. Watching TV is not a quality time or going to movies is not quality time because there's a third person that you're looking at. It's not time that you spend together looking at each other. It may seem like it's working for you, but you're not really directing your energy towards the person who is present for you. So look for activities where you look at each other. Look for activities where you can hang out together and you're not looking at long extended amounts of time. Start with 15 minutes a day. Just chill and just hang out. Just talk. Um, and, And that's it. Eventually, it'll just become organic. And you begin to build and to have the relationship build up all over again. Hey, it's another episode of Relationship Factor. Hey, so wherever you check out your podcast, uh, follow, share. And as always, if you have any questions, uh, just go to, uh, to Life Collective Counseling under the podcast. You'll find more episodes that can help you answer those questions on our Instagram page at Life Collective Counseling. You can actually go ahead and send me a question or comment. Hey, if you want to be a guest and talk about your story, who knows? Maybe I can get you on. As always, Relationship Factor, I'm out.